Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Friday morning. We are glad to be with you here as the weekend begins. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever you're getting your podcast. We appreciate you. We especially appreciate the uh, servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to give a special shout-out to one of our listeners, uh, Reservoir Dog, who let us know that he, you know, he always appreciates us appreciating the service members. His son has joined the Mississippi National Guard, oh. so he has a whole new appreciation for that, and, and we have an appreciation for your son. Thank Absolutely. him very much for his service. We appreciate that, and we look forward to uh, him being you know, one of the great leaders in our country from the uh, Mississippi National Guard. Very, very good stuff. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Hope you guys, if you're headed up to Starville this weekend for basketball, we'll stop by there. Get you a little little shot of that juice. Yeah. A little George Thurgood there for you. <laughs> uh, or, you know, after the game, after a Mississippi State win, yeah, treat yourself treat yourself to a delicious Sunday. Don't sprinkle cinnamon over your ice cream. That isn't that wouldn't be good at all. But other than that, it could be. Don't no, no, we're not doing this. Not, I'm not gonna have you against me the way the Sports Talk Mississippi guys are. I won't have it. I mean, I'm a big cinnamon guy. Like caramel macchiato has has a dash of cinnamon. I'm sure it does. Yeah, but not over ice cream. I don't want cinnamon ice cream. Uh, I, I'm trying to debate in my mind here because, like, oh my god, like a cinnamon really? roll. I mean, like it, it has. It's a cinnamon, cinnamon roll. But That's it, fine. But it's got like the the, the, the icing. Swirl. Yeah. No, we're not doing. I, cinnamon I just think ice there's cream. a way to make cinnamon work with ice cream. There's I, I, well, be there's going to be because there's cinnamon toast crunch ice cream is coming. Well, that, is, that sounds divine. This is where we had this discussion when I said I'd rather have the Lucky Charms ice cream. I would take both. But if you had to pick. If I had to pick, I would go the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. See, I just don't think. I don't, first of all, I have issues with cinnamon. I'm not a big cinnamon person. So you don't like, like Big Red? I do not like Big Red at See, all. See, I love Big Red. No, no, no. I can't. I can't do that. In fact, if, I, if I'm going to buy like Wrigley Stick Gum, I'm going to buy Big Red. Well, then you and I never be Either that or Juicy Fruit. Love both. But Juicy Fruit is acceptable. But if you were like, if we were in the car and you're like, hey, I'm going to get some gum, I'm going to get some Big Red, I'm just going to walk. And if I and I get tried in a lot and I get the No, the God, cinnamon. no. No. Yeah. Can't stand it. Uh, but no, I don't want cinnamon things. I don't like cinnamon. I'm like a tiger. I'm gathering that. I'm like a tiger. I hate cinnamon. I love pepper. Well, you also hate like French fries. So. I don't hate French fries. You don't like them. I'll eat them. It's got to be. I'll eat them. Is what you just said. There got to be certain requirements for them. I think your former co-host mm-hmm. accused you of this, and he's exactly right. Yeah. you are the pickiest dude that likes food that I know. You calling me fat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grown man. I'll eat what I want. You, you are perfectly capable. If I'm and paying, able to, if I'm paying for my dinner, I'm gonna eat what I want. Oh, I, I'm all for you doing what you want. It's just odd some of the things that you do. I, and I, eat, don't fr- do. I eat French fries more now because I found something I like to dip them in. So what do you dip them in? Buffalo sauce. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, pretty much anything. I mean, ranch is good with French fries. It's okay. It's not my favorite. I mean, you, you, yeah, you can but, go a bunch of different ways with that. I go, I go hot sauce with that's my French cool. fries. All right. I don't know if you, you can't get French fries at Turn and Spoon or Strange Brew Coffee House. No, but you can get some good food at, over at Strange Brew. Yeah, you can. I, I've had the, uh, the turkey and the, the turkey and Swiss little sandwich they have. Some yeah, good stuff. They have they, they have, have, have a nice little uh, yogurt parfait. I mean, you can eat some healthy. You can, eat, you over can there. eat healthy there, yeah. And coffee's not bad for you in terms of, well, of if calories. If you get just plain old uh, drip yeah. coffee, zero calories. Yeah, yeah. Unless you start loading it with sugar and stuff. Which you, you know, they're Splenda. Yeah, which I'm a big fan of. I'm sure you are. 
College Corner, another <laughs> sponsor. Go to collegecornerstore.com or go to either one of their two locations over there in the Jackson area. They're over uh, by Fleet Feet in Ridgeland or they're by the Half Shell in Flowood. We're getting closer and closer to opening day. Get, get some M over S. M over S. Mover S. Mover S. Is that what I said? I said Mover S, I think. Yeah. Um, maybe we can make it that. We can start calling it that, though. Mover S. You know, there is uh, a branding. Isn't thing. it St. Martin's down on, that, that uses the M over S logo? But for them, I guess it's, it's S back, over it's M. It's S over M, yeah. I did not know that. St. Martin's uses that. I believe I believe that's right. I didn't know that. Well, there you go. Well, they are they maroon and white? No, they are not. I can't remember what colors they are. But they were probably if they if they were maroon and white, you think there would be some logo? I believe it's St. Martin. I mean, I I can look that up right now. But but we have no editing software, so I won't take. We're not going to do that. Yeah. But there's probably somebody listening right now that knows. They'll let us know. Same way they let us know with the bullpen. I know there is someone in the state of Mississippi, at least one school that uses it, and for them it is the. I guess basically that's got to be. I can't think of any other school where SM or MS. So yeah, Miss, maybe it's Mississippi School for Math and Science, and it's MS over MS. It's double it's MS. Just, yeah, it's like doubled up. Yeah, they don't have a football team though, so I don't know. <laughs> College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. Ah, uh, we're gonna talk some basketball on the show. We'll preview the uh, Mississippi State Tennessee game a little later, but I've got to dive into the, to these people. I got to do it. I don't like calling people out. I don't know if like there are some people I don't mind calling out, but I try not to you know attack. My own. But this is the second time in a week I've seen these kind of tweets. And we, we're going to have a come to, come to Jesus kind of meeting on this. Because some of y'all are out there, man. I mean, out there. In the ether. With your expectations of Mississippi State basketball. Here's the tweet. <laughs> Sorry if uh, this offends you. But you tweeted it at me, buddy. You put it in the public domain. Maybe I'm in the minority. But if we can't make at least the Elite Eight or Sweet 16, I'd rather not make the tournament. I want to set the standard and not continue to be the Mississippi State that is in the national eye. Why can't we be like the 95-96 team? Why not us? I'm going to break this down, Dr. Jack Ramsey style. You ready? I'm ready. All right, first off, if we can't make the Elite Eight or Sweet 16, I'd rather not make the tournament. This is a dumb statement for two reasons. One, you can't make the Elite Eight if you don't make the tournament. You have to make the tournament. They don't just pop you into the Elite Eight. They don't give you three buys and say, go ahead. You have to make the tournament first. But secondly, let's let's make this statement a little, let's condense it a little bit. If we can't make the Elite Eight, I'd rather be like Rick Ray's teams. That's what you just said. Because that's what not making the tournament is. It's going 13 and 17. It's going 12 and 18. On the season, you'd rather be like Rick Ray's teams than be what you had last year. That's what you just said. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. You said that, sir. You said you would rather it would be like Rick Ray's teams if you can't be in the Elite Eight. Discuss. <laughs> I think. You th- this is a uh, dangerous game here. This is a a minority of Mississippi State fans that think this way. I agree, but we're going to call them out. It may be a minority of one that thinks this way. Now there were some people cut, tweeting at my cousin about this that the standard should be elite eights and final fours. Something that I will point out: a final four has happened one time in the history, the hundred plus years of playing basketball. One time, maybe it's just me, but that might be the outlier. That might be a fluke. I, I'm gonna, uh, as I frequently do on this program, play a little bit of devil's advocate with you. Here. By all means, while I'm firmly with you 
in this argument. For for purposes of this show, I will I will be against you a little bit. Very good. Because prior to being on the beat, when I was you know maroon and white wearing cowbell clanging Joel. Sure. Great day to be a bulldog. Yeah, that, that guy sort was of, great. That, that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Seemed a lot of folks like that guy. Some a lot of folks like this guy. I He's like right. being liked. He's all right. Love you guys too. Um, I was of the opinion too that there is a segment of the Mississippi State fan base, and I would include you in this in this segment. And it's a large segment, and quite frankly, now I've got to be if I'm in it. it it's probably <laughs> it's probably the right segment that. I don't want to – that almost to an extent limits what they think the ceiling for Mississippi State is. Okay. Like, in, 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 in football, this is there. In basketball, it's kind of there. Baseball, it's kind of not because I think people think national title could – As well they should. Well. But but when it comes to men's basketball and football, there's always – and I, like, as I said, I kind of agree with you, but there's this ceiling like State can never get to that level. And – I'm not quite 100% on there with you. I'm a little bit in the boat somewhat with this guy, although not full-fledged. Like, I think that, that to an extent, some state fans need to get out of that mindset of, like, a national title's not possible. Okay. And 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 be willing to say, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to settle for just X. I'm not going to settle for just tournament yippee-ki-yay. I'm not going to settle for just, in football, bowl game yippee-ki-yay. I want more. Okay. And, and and so I do kind of see where he's coming from with that argument, I guess is what I'm saying, is he seems to be kind of like I was as a fan and, and kind of like I probably would be again if I was a fan again, in that it's okay to, as against all odds as it may be, strive for more and not just settle. Okay. Did I make that clear? You, you made it clear. Here's okay. the problem. It's a, it's a problem of verbiage. It's perfectly fine for you to have that as a goal. The goal should be to win the national championship. I don't have a problem with that. The standard cannot be Elite Eight. It cannot be Sweet 16. It cannot be, you cannot have the standard of something that has happened two times in 100 plus years. All right, can I play devil's advocate again? Sure. If we had this discussion about women's basketball 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I mean, they hadn't even been to a Sweet 16 before we're sharing fanning. That's fine, away, right? But now they're doing that, and the standards can change. So what you're saying, in 10 years we could have a different we discussion? We could change this discussion. If Ben Howland goes on a run and starts winning these kind of games, sure. But when you haven't been to the tournament but once in this decade, no, you can't have a standard of Sweet 16s. Are you going to fire Ben Howland? If he doesn't go to the Sweet 16 this year? No. So that's not the standard. And that's a bad standard to have. This guy at least said Elite 8, Sweet 16. There was a guy who said Final Four. That should be the standard. Kentucky hasn't been to the Final Four since 2015. <laughs> Kentucky! You know, Duke doesn't go to the Final Four every year. They don't go to the Elite Eight every year. The, the goal for Mississippi State is the national championship. The standard is making the tournament. And it even, in all honesty, it's not making the tournament every year. It's Stansberry in it. It really is. It really is. From 01 <laughs> to 05 is about the as good as it's going to get for Mississippi State basketball. That's about as good as you can possibly hope for. 
And this guy, he said, I'm going to come back to something he said. He did say one thing that, that sort of made me think a little bit. I will give him credit for that. I want to find this other tweet from him, though. Because he talked about... Good. I want you to I want you to praise him some. I want people to continue to interact with us on All right. Twitter. All right. And he, and this is the other thing. Let me, let me take this, this, this comparison a little bit further. Can you imagine Mississippi State football saying... This, if we don't go to a to the college football playoff, we might as well just go four and eight. Because <laughs> that's what you're that's, saying. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here's his other tweet. I, the point I was trying to make is I wish we had a higher standard than just making it. We have a higher standard than just making it to a bowl game in football. We do. Mississippi State's football standard is higher than just making bowl games. Since when? And don't tell me they fired Moorhead because of that. Because he just made the ball. There clearly were extenuating circumstances there. If Moorhead was running a, a clean ship and, there, and didn't have all this other stuff going on behind the scenes, he's still the coach here today. Zero question about that. The standard Mississippi State football is to win bowl games, is to go to bowl games. Period. Yeah. The idea that the standard for Mississippi State football is higher than that is absurd. Absolutely absurd. Yeah. You, you want to wish you have a higher standard? That's fine. But you have to build to it. You can't just snap your fingers and all of a sudden you're you're an elite eight team every year. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I I see. When I think about what he said and what you said and what I was trying to say a while ago, I I just think. I I think the discussion here is a matter of the Mississippi State fans' mentality, and I agree with you. You I feel have like to, there's no middle ground. There's people like me who are like, it's never going to happen. And there's people like this guy who are like, why isn't it happening every year? And there's nobody who's just willing to say, it's okay to be good. You know, you don't have to be great every year. You can have some years where you're just good. Well, I, I think that's the issue here is that I think there, I think there really is a segment of Mississippi State fans that would just be just fine with tournament every year, bowl game every year. That's fine. Bottom line, doesn't matter if a championship's ever won. And then there's another segment of fans, because you got to remember, you know, that fans that, I guess, in the last 10 years, I mean, they, they've seen Mississippi State sports, they've seen football rise to number one in yeah. the country. And I'm talking about, like, college freshmen now. Their lifetime has been basically state on the national scene. Right. Football number one in the country a few years ago. Baseball in Omaha basically every year, it right. seems like. Um, women playing for the national title every year. Yeah. Men's basketball has been at least on a steady climb yeah, the last few years. It's been on an upward anyway. trend every year since Island got here. So, especially younger fans, I could see how they, in their minds, think we're right there. Like, you and I sat through Croom. You and I sat through Rick Ray. Mm -hmm. You and I sat through the late years of a poll, although I guess he went to the Cottage Series in 07, but in the first few years of Cohen, which yeah. were terrible. Right. I mean, we've seen Mississippi State at the bottom of the barrel, some for longer than others. Right. So I get why there's this dichotomy of mind base or of minds in the fan base where there's mm -hmm. like people that think just getting there is enough, and then there's this other segment that's like, no, I want the whole blooming thing. So I guess I can. I can see both sides. Here. I'm telling you that if these state fans are going to have that mentality, they are in for a lot of pain. They are. They are. They, they need to figure it out because you're never you're never going to be happy. You're never going to be able to enjoy a 23 win season where you get knocked out in the round of 32. That's a totally enjoyable basketball season. You're winning a lot more than you lose. You're in the NCAA tournament. Get that enjoyment. 
And if you if that's your mindset, you're never going to enjoy it. You might as well not follow sports at that point because you, you've, you've set yourself up for pain. But it's okay what I'm saying, and I think you would agree with this. It is okay not that a fan can can change this. I mean, it takes the right hires, the right personnel, everything. But it's okay as a fan to want to desire to build to that. It's okay to have goals. Yes. It's not okay to say these are the standards. It's not okay to say that the standard at Mississippi State should be Sweet 16 Elite 8. But it is okay to want that to be the standard. It's okay to have that as a goal. Yes. That's the goal. And it's okay to change standards. You know? Right now, with Mississippi State baseball, if Lamonis went four years without going to Omaha, I'd be like, you need to fire that guy. Because that's where my standard is for them. But then, I might have to reset it. If you go a decade without going, which is what State did, from what, 07 to... Well, from 07 to 13, they didn't go, right? So, I mean, that's when making it to the College World Series in 13, I was like, that's a great coaching job. Now it's what I expect. I expect this team, this that's about the team, the first pitch, to go to Omaha. I expect it. That's the standard for me. But for men's basketball, it's just making the tournament because they just made it last year for the first time in a decade. Yeah. You can't just go for You can't talk about like walk, you know, got to crawl before you can walk. You can't go from first time in a decade to the final four. <laughs> one of the top teams in the country year in, year out. Especially in Mississippi, where this is not a state that produces a ton of four and five star basketball talent. And when it does get a couple of guys, I mean, who there was a five star player in the state last year, he's in Memphis. You know, it's not like there's, okay, well, there's Memphis got one and Duke got one, but there's still four other four-star kids that Mississippi State can get. That doesn't know. So now you're having to recruit nationally, and Allen's done a good job of that, but at the same time, he's had some busts, you know, and it's just it's just, it's just just difficult. So, yeah, you, you, we've got to work on this verbiage is what I guess I'm trying to say. Standard is a bad word. You can't say that that's the standard. And when you say, you know, why not us? If you don't see that the Final Four team was, it was a fluke. You had a confluence of circumstances you were unlikely to ever happen again. But I will say this. There are some similarities between that team and this team. And I'm going to tell you what they are right now. And you tell me if you agree. First off, you've got an NBA big man. Yep. You've got Reggie Perry. You've got an NBA swing man. Yep. And Robert Woodard. You've got a point guard who's not really a point guard. Nick Weatherspoon's not a point guard. He's an athlete, great athlete, good shooter, good defender, but he's not a point guard. He's kind of of growing into it here. He's playing well, but so did Marcus Bullard at times, too. You have a dead-eye three-point shooter. Yep. And you've got a big man who can do some dirty work. Russell Walters, Abdul Adu. And that team, the 95-96 team, they didn't have a lot of depth. Who were their three guys they played beyond the starters? Whit Hughes, Bart Heisch, and Tyrone Washington. That's pretty much it. Was Jay Walton on that team? I don't remember if he was if he was still there or if he was on the Sweet 16 you team. you got to remember I'm like 12 years old here. Shut up! <laughs> I can remember watching games and I can remember the stars, but if you, if you get me going 9-10 deep on the bench, I'm, I'm a little bit out of that. But my, my point is this. There's a lot of similarities. Now, does that mean that they're going to have – by the way, that team was 26-8. and eight. They lost games too. Uh, Jay Walton was on that team. You know, Bubba Wilson played a little. Early Smith played a little. David Rula played a little. But for the most part, they they did they played, you know, seven guys, eight guys. So that team they lost eight games. They were ten and six in the SEC. You know, they had they had some lulls. They started out really well. Does they have the schedule here? No, that's just the uh, the postseason. 
Um, they, 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 even that team, the best team in school history, had lulls. They just got hot at the end. So the idea this, this team is talented enough. If they get hot at the they end, they could make a run. They like could that. make a deep run. But if they get knocked out in the round of thirty-two or even in the round of sixty-four, I'm not going to sit there and say failure. Well, shoot, man, we've seen some some times earlier this year where we're not even sure they were going to make. They're going to make the tournament. They've been very Jekyll and Hyde. They've been very up I, and down. Refresh my memory. That 90, 96 team. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a point in that year where you were where they were like bubbly? No, they were. They, like, they, they were, were always. Gonna be a they were always going to be a tournament team. But I mean, because they started the year ranked in the top ten. Uh so yeah, that that was never a problem. But at the same time, you know, they had some ups and downs. They lost at Ole Miss to a bad Ole Miss team. Um, I'm trying to remember, they lost a couple other games here and there that they had no business losing. But they lost them. That's going to happen, you know, unless until Mississippi State becomes Memphis. And even Memphis is struggling. You need some. You need Penny Hardaway, the recruiter, and Mark Few, the floor coach, somewhere in there. All right, you got to have both. And the idea it just drives me crazy. It's like, and maybe maybe I go too far sometimes with the whole that they could never win a national title because certainly you could have a confluence of events where you know, especially if you know you you get a bumper crop in state talent one year, and you can and now that Mike Leach is here, you should have ability to attract. Good quarterbacks, which is really half the battle. We keep, we keep swapping sports back and forth here, but well, I'm I get saying, your point. You see yeah. what I'm saying? I, I talk about football. Well, even in basketball, you know, if you could have a year in Mississippi where there are a couple of four high four star, five star players, and you can get them both, you can have an opportunity to do that. Yeah, you know. But the idea that it can be every year, it's not. It's not every year for for the, the elite part. Look at North Carolina this year; they're on the bubble. They might not make it. You know, Kentucky. Like I said, it's been it, this. It's been four years since they were in a, a Final Four. Uh, Duke doesn't go to the Final Four every year. Gonzaga, all these schools, Villanova. You know, they have. Sometimes you just lose. So the, the idea that making the tournament's not enough at Mississippi State is not is not correct. It's just not correct. And people need to understand that. You know, Ben Howland's doing a look. This has been an up and down team, and it's underachieved to to a certain degree. They should have at least two more wins. And if they had two more wins, I don't think anybody would have any issues. Right? They'd probably be ranked in the top 25. Yeah. But they've underachieved. But to, if he goes to the tournament, he can go to the tournament every year and he's going to be safe for life. And there, yeah, look, I would agree that. And then that's what sort of what undid Stans, Stansberry is you reach a point where you're like, why aren't we going past the first weekend? And you get a little restless. But I would caution to remind you that you fired that guy and he did get fired. And look what happened. People, people outside of Mississippi State, and you talk about this program's perception here, will look at that and go, if, if let's say State goes to the tournament this year, they lose in the first round, and the next year, when they, you know, they've lost Woodard and, and Perry, they don't make the tournament, and then you fire Ben Howland. Who's taking the job? Who's going to say, that's a program I can win at? Yeah. Ben Howland couldn't win there. Ben, ben Howland took them to two straight NCAA tournaments, had a down year the next year, and they fired him. Well, I mean, if you want to look at this a little bit, that's how you end up with Rick Wright. Wider range, too. I mean, it, it's just tough to win in the state of Mississippi. Yeah. I mean, you look up north of Oxford and they're struggling. Yeah. Right after Kermit Davis comes in, and I know last year they kind of played above their heads and got in the tournament a little bit, but, you know, feel like building some momentum, whatnot. And, and this year they've just crashed and burned. 
in their basketball history, there really isn't any. Yeah, it's worse than Mississippi State. By far. I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. So uh, this is not – and a lot of it, like you said, has to do with – it's not like there's a five-star recruit at every corner in the state of Mississippi, but uh, it's just tough to win in this state consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to Mississippi State's ever-loving credit, under you know Richard Williams and Rick Stansberry, they were at least – you could count on them being bubbly, it seemed like, every year. Well, even Richard Williams. Up. I mean, his, his entire career, is, he had those two great runs, Sweet 16, Final Four – Beyond that, he had one NCAA tournament appearance where he lost in the first round. Yeah. You know, and I understand he took over a program. He had to build it up. But once the program was built, he never really did anything beyond those two years. And I love Richard Williams. He's a good guy. I talk to him all the time. But, you know, he didn't do anything after that. And then after the Final Four, he didn't build on that. You know, the, the, the whole, they, I'll never forget the next year they were part of that direct TV grade eight tournament where they invited the entire Elite Eight back. Yeah. And they played Wake Forest with Tim Duncan. And State was out there with, you remember, like Derek Jones and Markel Patterson. A little different. Huh? I mean, they were all freshmen. Yeah. I mean, Bart Heisch was the, and Tyrone Washington were the most experienced guys on the teams, and they had played five, six minutes a game before. You know, you lost your entire starting five. So, I mean, Mississippi State is not, until you start stacking up recruiting classes. Yeah. I, guess, I guess that's another example. I mean, State's going to come off. State could come awful close to losing their entire starting five this year. I mean, right now, I, the only guy I think would be back is Adu. Yeah, Tyson's a senior. It looks like Woodard, Nick, Nick could be back. Nick could be back, but I, I just have a feeling about that. That's just this is a hunch that a guy I mean, who got suspended for academic reasons probably isn't much for school. You know, he's going to get through this year and see what he can do. But we'll see. Apologize if I uh, offended anybody out there, but I just felt like that was you a... You offended me. You're, you're, well, getting you, on our, you're getting on our listeners here. You can get over it. You can get over it. I'm just saying. Let's just be smart about it. Your goals are fine. Maybe you're, you don't need to just be such a Debbie Downer. Maybe that's the problem here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I'm a Debbie Downer at the end of our preview here. Let's talk about Mississippi State, Tennessee. Um... Tennessee, you know, the loss of Lamonte Turner has, has just killed them. Uh, after 11 games, he, he it, was, it was revealed he had a terrible shoulder injury. He was trying to get through the pain. He could not. He is retired. He's done with basketball. Um, he was averaging 12 points a game for them. Uh, so he was like, you know, a big part of, of their offense. And so without him, I mean, this is a team that, you know, even with him is only averaging 66 points a game. Without him, I mean, you see where we're going here. They, they, they are offensively challenged. Um, they're not a particularly good rebounding team. Their leading rebounder on the season is John Fulkerson, who's just getting six six rebounds a game. They're out rebounding their opponents, but not by a large margin. They're not a great shooting team, only 43%. They're only shooting 30% from behind the arc. They're not even a great free throw shooting team at 75. On paper, this is a game state should win, and it'll be a pretty solid win. I think Tennessee's net is in the 60s. So that's a solid quadrant two win for them. By the way, let's just, let's give an update here. We were talking about I saw some people ask me about this on Twitter. State, you know, Arkansas lost to South Carolina on Wednesday night. Yep. Uh, and they their net dropped from twenty eight to thirty eight. The net is not like college football rankings. You know, we always look back at the twenty fourteen season and talk about how State beat three straight top ten teams. The net doesn't work like that. They they care about where you finish. 
So if unless Arkansas gets back into the top 30, that is not going to be a quadrant one win for Mississippi State. Yeah, WarrenNolan.com uh, kind of keeps up with this pretty pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty well, pretty good, whatever. State is now one in five in quadrant one games. Yeah. Because of Arkansas. Yeah, they would have been two. Out. They would have been two um, and five. Yeah, and for the record, they're two and zero in quadrant two games, which is good. Five and two in quad three games, mm-hmm. and five and zero in quad four games, which is imperative. Yeah, so you cannot uh, have a loss in there. But yeah, right, right now they're one and five in, in quad one games. But you want Arkansas to, to continue to win because that could that games. could become quad one again, right? If they get back, in the and top it'll be third. a quad one win if you beat them on the road. Yes, because they. I mean, most people, I, I say most people, a lot of people know this, and a lot of people don't. But, uh, well, let's explain it to them. Yeah. To get a quad one win on the road, if it is a true road game, mm-hmm. they just have to be in the top 75 right. of net. They have to finish there. Yes, they have to finish in the top 75 of the net right. if it is a true road game. If it is a neutral site game, top 50. If it is a home game, top 30. Mm-hmm. So right now, Arkansas was 28 the other day. They lost to South Carolina. They fought, fell out of the top 30. So since State played them in Starkville, they have to be in the top 30 for that to be a quad one win. And right now they are. They are not. not. So that <laughs> so people are asking like it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't count where. You, no, it does not count where when you played them. It counts where they are at that moment. Yes. So that said, if Arkansas reels off three straight wins and gets back in the I, top 30, I, I don't know for a fact if State plays them in the next three. So I'm just saying. Uh if they get back into the top 30, it goes back to being a quadrant one win. Yep. And that's the better way to do it. It should be fluid like that, in my opinion. Yep. So this is a quadrant two opportunity for Mississippi State on uh, Saturday with Tennessee. Assuming you know that no referees decide to you know, pull out a shank and stab Rick Barnes in the chest. Did anything ever – was there ever a statement released? Did anything no, ever happen to I that? agree with what Richard said on Sports Talk, that it'll all be handled internally. But nothing will happen. Yeah, well, tip, Rick, don't mention any private conversations or you'll yeah, be paying the office 25 k You're losing some money on that. They need that money, too, after that $460 million payday yeah. that came in today. We need to get Eric Taylor to come to this game, Coach Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights, because Mike Leach may be in the building. Yeah. And you'll have Rick Barnes in the building. Yeah. So, I mean, we can have like a Friday Night Lights night. I like it. Clear eyes, full hearts. Uh <laughs> I mean, Tennessee's just limited right now. Offensively, they're not doing very much. Defensively, they're still good. They're only giving up 59 points a game. Um, and that, that's probably a trademark of a Rick Barnes team. They're going to be well-coached. They're going to make. They're going to be you know, well-disciplined. They're not going to make a lot of mistakes. But from a talent standpoint, I mean, they lost so much last year, losing Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams and then losing Turner in this, in this season here. I mean, it was just going to be a transition year for them. So... You know, I haven't seen the line on it uh, come out Saturday morning, but I imagine State's going to be between a five and seven point favorite in this game. Um, they need to win. You know, right now State's in the position if they just win the games they're supposed to win the rest of the way, they are going to go to the NCAA tournament and be a decent seed in there. Yeah. If they lose a game like this, it hurts them. You know, and it it also hurts them just from a perception standpoint from the fan base. The up and downs. State needs to rattle off some wins. They've won four in a row in the conference. That Oklahoma game is sort of sticking out. But if you can say I've won five straight conference games, you feel good about that, you know. You, and people should feel good about. It. You think we'll have a good crowd? For, er, I feel like there will be early afternoon tip. You know, it feels like you can get to back and forth. And, and I feel like that the program has built a little more min- momentum back. People be a little more motivated to. to I think come that out. Florida I think, game. I don't know what the weather is. That may factor in too. Mississippi State's fan base, for whatever reason, is very weather affected. Mm-hmm. Well, like, nobody wants to drive in the rain. No, I agree. It's one thing if you live in Baton Rouge and the stadium is 10 minutes from your yeah. house. You know, it's another thing when like, I live in Jackson. Yeah, that's another thing, too. I, I guess that's 
Even so so much of the Columbus, fan base is too, it's, it's too it's below, yeah. below Columbus-Jackson, and, yeah. and you got to drive in, in a rain. So, but anyway, I, as far as I know, it's maybe great weather. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't, I haven't looked. I'm going to um, be there, rain chance leaders now. That's right, buddy. So will I. Um, who's your playmaker for this game? Uh, I, I think I'm just going to say Tyson Carter the rest of the year. It feels he, like if, the right answer. If he's in double figures, state wins, and if he's not, they didn't. I'm going to stay in the backcourt <laughs> with mine and go with Nick Weatherspoon. I mean, when he's won, these past few games where State's won, he's played incredibly good. Eight eight to one turnover ratio, assist to turnover. You can't beat that. And, uh, and he's scoring. He's aggressive. Uh, you know, he's setting a, a good tempo, especially off of missed buckets. Yeah, Weatherspoon to me has sort of become more of a catalyst, even than I thought it was going to be. I thought him coming back would be a big spark. It took a few games, but it, that's finally happening for yeah. Mississippi State. What's your prediction? I I kind of feel like. Man, I may I may be jinxing it for all you guys, but I kind of feel like State's going to win this game, mm-hmm. and it may be kind of comfortable. Okay, uh, they're just playing well. I feel like they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. They're coming home. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like they're in a different spot right now than they were a few weeks ago, and they're a better team than Tennessee. Um, I'm going to say seventy-five, sixty-five. State, give them a ten-point win. Okay, everybody's. Looking at their radio right now or their podcast, whatever they get the, the phone P- or whatever. Praying that you don't pick them to win. Well, I'm sorry, but I, I've been I'm bought in now at this yeah. point. They've won four straight, four out of five. It's hard to not pick them to win right now. Yeah, and they're playing at home, and Tennessee is just they're just not good. Tennessee just lost to Texas A&M at home. Yeah, and they and if you go back and watch that game, or if you talk to Tennessee people or you see what they said after the game, the theme was we got out toughed. Buddy, if you let Mississippi State out tough, you you're gonna get blown out. If you let Perry and Woodard and Adu run wild down there and push guys around, by the way, there's a play you need to go back and watch this if you haven't seen it. It's the play where Perry hits the three in the second half, that where he's just wide open. I want you to watch the screen that Abdul Adu sets, <laughs> buddy. It looks like somebody's selling for Hulk Hogan. He just knocks this guy clear five feet back into the paint. <laughs> it's insane. So if if, if they're gonna get, if state if you let state push you around state's a bully they'll push you around they'll they'll be glad to do that yeah so I I don't know you know I, maybe a little bit of role reversal you know because Tennessee they're last big, year, big boys last year they could push anybody around and I think that Perry and and Woodard will remember that yeah so I'm sort of with you on this I think state's gonna get a, 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 a not, not, you know nothing's easy but a, a, you know an eight to ten point win so we'll say seventy four sixty six is the final so we're we're close for sure. Um, yeah, there we go. All right. Uh, we'll come back on uh, Monday, maybe Sunday, depending on what MSU basketball does. Uh, we'll hopefully we'll have some, I want to see if we have some clarity. We got no information tonight about what happened. Of course, you know, it's only 7.55 as we're, it's 9.55 as we're recording here in Mississippi. It's only 7.55 on the West Coast where, where Mike Leach is meeting with KJ Costello. So it's not, it's not surprising no information has leaked out of that. Yeah. I would say. So we'll talk about, hopefully have some info on that and some other recruiting news. Uh, plenty of basketball to recap, some other good stuff. So also, don't forget, if you haven't seen it, a little further down the podcast feed, uh, from Sports Talk Mississippi today, uh, we talked to Jake Mangum, got his thoughts on the upcoming, uh, you know, his 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 foray into spring training, uh, and what he's, some of the th- interesting stuff, talking about how he's made some changes to his swing, and some some differences in mechanics, and, and, and what he had to do to do that. So, good, good, very interesting interview. Please check it out. Uh, It's up here on our podcast feed as well. Talk to you guys later this weekend. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.